This is Lords of Order, a Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. You can send email to the Dr. Fate fan podcast at gmail.com. Leave comments on the website, bigtimenoise.com slash drfate, and on the Google Plus and Facebook pages of Lords of Order. Our creative peoples this time out for Earth 2, issue 18, cover dated February 2014, entitled The Dark Age Part 2, are Tom Taylor, the writer, Nicholas Scott Pencils, Trevor, Inc. with, Trevor Scott with inks, Desi Siente with letters, and Pete Patanzas with colors. Now we open at the ruined World Army Arkham base, which they describe as being a mile-long, impenetrable fortress. But last issue, we saw that Batman was inside doing his thing, so it must not be so impenetrable after all. At the command level, we see Mr. Terrific uh, trying to rally everyone after the recent destruction of the building via Superman's crushing the head of Dr. Fate. Sandman here in the background. And we find Commander Khan has been run through by some rebar. Uh, a little bit later on, we find that the rebar is attached to a section of ceiling that is being held up by that rebar braced on the ground with Khan stuck on it. Outside, Superman is just hovering. Everyone figures that he is looking for something. So in order to gain more time for the people to do things that they need to do, the Flash draws Superman's attention by hitting him with a rock and then zipping off, forcing Superman to follow him to, to capture him, find out what he's doing. On in, in the Black Basement Holding Facility, which is beneath Arkham Command, Batman and Sato are still standing off or facing off, rather, Sato is holding a detonator to kill all of the individuals held in the black basement while she's holding a gun on Batman. They have a little discussion here about Sato and her relationship with Batman, not this Batman. He uh, doesn't expressly, let's see, tell her who he is, but just that he's not the Batman she knew. So she she lowers her gun, you know, yeah, you're right, I'm not going to blow everything up, but I will put a bullet in this in your head as soon as he turns around, she lifts her gun back up. So Batman's like, man, I ain't got time for this foolishness, smacks the gun away. She kicks him, he knocks her down, grabs up the detonator, breaks it in half, and then she says, you're not even human, what the hell are you? And he bends down and he's in her face all scowling, he says, I'm... And then Red Tornado swoops in and yells, Batman! She grabs him and pins him up against the wall and asks him, you know, Bruce, what's happened to you? And then he kind of fades out. He's like, Bruce, this is Thomas, Bruce's dad. Uh, Sato takes the opportunity and puts one in his head. Not really. He's got mail, chain mail on his head, Kevlar, whatever, and it, it, but it does knock him out. Sato and Red Tornado have a little conversation about General Lane. Sato finds out that Lane is dead, and when they turn their attention back to Batman, he's out releasing those individuals that he was there to release. The first is Aqua Woman. 
who the very first thing she does is reaches out and grabs him by the throat. But she releases when she realizes who he is and he shows the appropriate amount of fealty to her. We cut to Flash, who is zipping through Egypt, because he's passing the pyramids and the Sphinx here with Batman hot on his tail. Then he's running across some body of water. Superman hits him with some, what does Darkseid call them? Omega beams, I think. They're the, they're the eye beams that like can zip at funky angles and stuff. Knocks him for a loop, and as he's bouncing across the ocean like a, a stone, Superman grabs him up says that he's interesting to him because he's never run into someone with super speed before. Darkseid will be interested to meet you. And he promptly breaks his ankle. The ankle that he's holding him by. He's holding him by one leg, suspended. Back at the command center, uh, this is where they find out that the rebar that has run through Khan is holding up that section of the roof. Mr. Terrific asks... Um, the Sandman, whose name, yeah, just is completely escaping me here. If he can teleport Khan out of the room and off of the rebar without injuring him further, while he, Mr. Terrific, and Terry Sloan help rally and rescue everyone else. Well, Sloan isn't having any of that. He's about to bug out when Superman shows up. He calls on Bedlam, who answers and they put the next portion of the plan into effect which is to release the hordes from the gates we go back to the prison beneath the facility where batman is continuing to release people next up is a juvenile jimmy olsen who is accountable that is his name he is a super with the ability to hack information he requests a cell phone. Sato gives him hers, and he just instantly catches up on however long he's been in there. Years, not, not very many years, but a handful of years. And then he tells them that fire demon, or that um, parademons are emerging from all of the fire pits. Rio, Rome, Karachi. All of them, basically. And so they're... You know, wondering what to do next. Well, Batman wanders off, and he still has Sato's gun. He walks up to the Joker's tube, and Sato stops him. She says, there is no way I'm letting you release that monster. And he said, that's cool, because I'm not here to release him. And then he puts one, two, three, four shots in Joker's head. And the last panel we see is the shattered tube with the Joker leaning up against the side and blood everywhere. <laughs> so... That most certainly is not our Batman, although I have said many times that that is what needs to be done to the Joker to you know, ultimately put him down. So there we are. Batman, uh, Superman has released the parademons. Uh, apparently those fire pits, if they're not producing the parademons, then they must be connections to Apocalypse. And the parademons are coming through just as the initial... Apocalyptian army five years ago, or more, six or seven by now maybe, that ravaged Earth too. So Superman has come and he has started it all over again, leading the forces this time. We have a couple more supers in Accountable Jimmy Olsen and Aqua Woman, which she says she doesn't go by that, but she didn't say what she does go by. 
We have seen Superman. Uh, we haven't seen the return of Green Lantern yet, but we have seen The Flash. We have seen Mr. Terrific from our world. We haven't run across Hawkgirl again lately. Uh, the Atom is still alive. Sandman is still alive. So we, we have a, a collection of wonders, that, uh, and they're growing now with the addition of two more that can go up against and try to defeat Superman. It'll be interesting to see what they do, because I don't believe they have kryptonite on this planet. So it'll be curious to see what they do to finally defeat Superman and, and write things to, to catch their breath. Things have been going on on a global level for Earth 2 for a while now, perhaps the entire run of the book. So you you think it's time maybe to calm things down and have bad guys that are a little bit localized and not threaten the entire planet all the time. People be getting tired of that. I would be getting tired of that. All right, guys, next up is a uh, throwback tale from the Spectre Volume 3 Annual 1, 1995 cover date. So um, that will throw us back to an older tale of the... Probably it looked like when I flipped through the initial meeting of Dr. Fate and the Spectre. I'll talk to you guys then. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative, 3.0, unported license. 